Good morning. Hope everybody is doing well today. We have um, come back with lots of great stories to share with you on behalf of the mission team. I'll tell you a few of those this morning as we go through today's um, message, but you'll hear from us later on. One of the things that really stood out this week, though, was the joy of the people of Donaldsonville. Now, Donaldsonville is considered ground zero for South Georgia for where the storm went through. The winds came through at 150 miles per hour. And then in one section of town, tornadoes followed that. There was destruction like I've never seen before. Um, Several of our team members had seen that. And yet, when we got there, their minister of music, who I think could be retitled the minister of shenanigans, um, came in and immediately started laughing and joking and cutting up with us, falling all over himself, as, along with the other people there at the church, to make sure we had everything we would possibly need. And we're kind of standing there going, but we're here to help you. And they wanted us to know there was nothing we were going to want for while we were there. We've been prepared to rough it, and in a way, I guess we did, but we roughed it in comfort. Amen? Got um, people from each of our worship services were represented, and we got to see the difference between joy and happiness. And that's what we're going to talk about today. Um, When we give, whether it's an offering that is monetary or whether it's our time, our talents, um, our service, just taking time to listen to somebody or take time to share with them what God has done for us um, or to share his word, we are doing so from the basis of where our heart is residing. Happiness often comes from what is happening around us. We can be happy because the Bulldogs won, right? Amen. Some of you are happy because Alabama won. Again. Again. I know. I know. Y'all can't help it, can you? Others are happy because their team won. Others are not happy because their team lost. But we, we can all still have joy in our heart regardless of what the football scores were yesterday regardless of the storm that came through. One of the ladies that we met, her name was Charlene, and um, she is a widow. Her husband died just over a year ago, and her home was in one of the hardest hit areas in the town there. And um, we kind of had this thing going with God all week where something would show up in the sky. The first job site we got to, there's this huge cross in the sky. The next day we get up, and there's a rainbow in the sky, and just about time we're bragging on God and his promises, here comes another rainbow to add to that, and we have a double. And then the third day we got this morning where we walked out and there was fog everywhere, and I'm going, okay, I can't see the sky today, God. And then it was full of rain, and it was full of clouds and all that. And we worked through it all, and I realize now that was our sign in the sky because by the time we got to Miss Charlene's, we could no longer do any work there at her home in her yard, but it prompted us to invite her onto the bus for a visit, and that prompted us to invite her to dinner, and this lady who has lost her husband, has 
potentially a situation where she may lose her home in this process and where she has had many losses in her life, kept us in stitches over dinner. She is a delight. She got every single one of our addresses and phone numbers. And I know we're not supposed to do that, but we did. And um, she is a fabulous lady, and she just, she had such energy coming from her that we couldn't help but walk away a little more joyous, a little more happy because of who she was, because of the love of Christ in her. We, um, we find ourselves many times, you'll have to pardon me when I inhale pine, I get allergies kicking in and I'll start losing my voice, so. But um, when, we, um, when we come to situations where we can give, there are lots of times that we do things out of obligation or guilt. But that was not the case this week. There wasn't a limb that was moved. There wasn't a conversation that was had or anything that wasn't done out of a cheerful heart. The bishop had us read, um, clergy and laity in the conference had us read a book called Anatomy of Peace. And it's a story about um, different conflicting interests in a group of people that, that their story is told throughout the book. And in it, each one has to determine whether they have a heart of war or a heart of peace. Those with a heart of peace continually have joy. They come to situations and they, they seek to serve because of the goodness in their heart, the goodness in their life. And... When we have Christ in our heart, we can't help but have joy in our heart. Amen? When we um, focus on God and the way that he has blessed us, we can't help but have joy in our hearts. I know a lady named Colleen, and she had um, stage 4 lymphoma. She had been battling it for four years, and she knew the end was coming. And I went to see her one day, and she... Um, she sat down and she just laughed and she says, I have just loved my visits with everybody. And I said, now, Miss Colleen, I said, if somebody were to ask you how you're so happy, how you're so good with this, she says, look, she says, I know Jesus has me. And if I get to tell one more pe person that Jesus has them before I go, then every single bit of this has been worth it. So I'm okay with where I'm at in life. And I'm just ready to keep on sharing until I get to share in heaven. And I just thought how wonderful her story was. I thought that was maybe something she had come to after her cancer until I met a few people who had been in her Sunday school class as they had grown up. And they said, oh no, she always told us to look for that silver lining. She appreciated Mr. Rogers and the lesson he taught of how when there's a disaster... And it can make you sad. You look for the people who are helping. And there you will see joy. There you will see hope. And there you will see love. And in that, um, we find the basis of how we are to come to a place of giving. Regardless of what we're giving, that's how we come to that place. In 2 Corinthians 9, Paul writes, Everyone should get it, give whatever they have decided in their heart. They shouldn't give with hesitation or because of pressure. God loves a cheerful giver. God has the power to provide you with more than enough of 
every kind of grace. I'm going to say that again. God has the power to provide you with more than enough of every kind of grace. That way you will have everything you need always. And in everything to provide more than enough for every kind of good work. Therefore, we don't give out of guilt or obligation. Paul was constantly focusing on the blessings that God had given. My um, grandmother loved James, um, the book of James, that talks about how we count everything as joy. Something bad would happen and she would say, you have nothing to be sad about. She says, it's okay to be sad, but don't let it, don't set up a residence there. You know, mom's thing was always don't set up residence on Fool's Hill. My grandmother's was don't set up residence on, uh, in the sad town. But, um, but each one of them reminded me that where there is joy, there is love, there is hope, there is God. That's something that comes from deep down inside. Kids get this better than we do because they will come in and they will be excited about the most mundane of things. I know parents love it when um, they come home and the kids come running in and go, you know what, I did this just because I wanted to see you smile. I get this just because they watch us. They see what it is that we are doing how we react to things, and what makes us just spill out joy. I know you see this probably with kids at the pediatrician's office. So it it just, it's amazing how um, we can do that. Father Pierre Telhard, I'm going to get his name wrong, Deschardins said, the joy is the infallible presence of the, the infallible sign of the presence of God. He was a scientist who looked for God in the natural world. And when he looked, he found them in abundance. I mean, all we have to do is look around. Has anybody gone to the beach and not seen the beauty of God's creation? Even on a bad day, it's a good day at the beach. Amen? That's, that ought to be in the gospel, you know. Um, but one of the things that... Father Pierre found was that there were ways that he could determine where, um, where the infallible signs of the presence of God were. And that was through um, a series of questions, but he based those on the fruits of the Spirit. Who can tell me the fruits of the Spirit? Got love, joy. Oh, 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 here we go. See, you even have a cheat sheet right here. Y'all read it to me. Love. There you go. Y'all got it. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, generosity, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Sometimes we need to put a mirror up. Sometimes we need to look and see what we are sending out into the world. Father Pierre made a list of questions, and in those questions, he began to ask if love was motivating him. Would people characterize me as a joy-filled person? Do I live in peace with God and others? Ouch. 
I'm just going to say that one again. It's football season. Do I live in peace with God and others? Am I patient with others? Am I kind? Am I generous with my time, talent, and gifts? Am I faithful to God? Am I gentle with others? Do I have self-control of my ego? That last one can be hard when you're an Alabama fan. <laughs> I'm picking on you, I'm sorry. I'm picking on Alabama, I'm not picking on you. No, I have a friend who's an Alabama fan who's really strutting around this year again. I reminded him of this as I was preparing for this sermon. What was that? Pride comes before fall. Well, Georgia and Alabama found that out last year, thanks to Auburn. So it comes, it comes. But um, we, we have these different ways of bringing joy into our life. But most of all, it is through um, the word of God. In John 15, Jesus said, I've said these things to you so that my joy will be in you and your joy will be complete. This is my commandment. Love each other just as I have loved you. Jesus made it clear that when we love each other completely, as he first loved us, that we will experience a deep and abiding joy unlike any we have ever known. It's the truest and purest form of love that there is. We step out in faith. We come to find him in different ways, and for each of us, those triggers are different. How many of you know the song, I've Got Peace Like a River? Well, one of the lines in that is, I've got joy like an ocean in my soul. Can you imagine having in your soul joy like an ocean? Can we truly fathom what the ocean size is? That's, a, that's beyond our comprehension. Even with a scientific measurement of the ocean, that is beyond our comprehension. We, um, we hear stories of how different things have been healing. Norman Cousins was a, a journalist, author, and professor, and late in his life, he was diagnosed with a disease that caused him to be in severe pain all the time. The only way he could get any relief was to take pain medicine strong enough to just knock him out. He decided there had to be a better way. And after some friends came over, and they had been laughing quite a bit, he noticed that he was feeling a little bit better. Took a nap, woke up, had pain-free sleep. And he started paying attention to that. He started putting on films that made him laugh. And he began to um, use humor as medicine. And he found the statement that laughter is the best medicine to be quite true. He was able to go on and live more productively. He wrote in The Anatomy of an Illness, I made the joyous discovery that 10 minutes of genuine belly laughter... Y'all ever had 10 minutes of genuine belly laughter? If not, I hope you do. I hope you do soon. But he wrote, I made the joyous discovery that 10 minutes of genuine belly laughter had an anesthetic effect 
and would give me at least two hours of pain-free sleep. When the pain-killing effect of the laughter wore off, we would switch on the motion picture projector for those who were not as old as I am or older. That's this machine that would put film in and put the picture on the wall. And not infrequently, it would lead to another pain-free sleep interval. When he learned to live with an attitude of gratitude, counted his blessings, expressed his faith, hope, love, and celebrated his blessings, he became pain-free, and he lived much longer than anyone expected. I could tell you story after story of people who have joy in their life that shouldn't, but they do. We would be here all day if I told you all those stories that I know. But what I can tell you is the one who gives us joy never leaves us. He fills our hearts with such amazing love. And when he asks us, when Jesus asked through John 15, for us to love the way that God loves, he knew that we could be capable of it because he was putting that love in our hearts. It's an amazing love to witness. Fortunately, I got to see it many times this week. I also got to see many skills that I didn't know people had. If you ever need a snake removed from your yard called Julie Lee. She's got you, and she won't let you kill the copperhead either. I wanted to kill the copperhead. But I hear you. I hear you. They eat rats, and rats don't bring me joy either. But find you, Lily, if you have a snake you need removed. Um, but when we embrace what God has given us, when we embrace the gifts we've been given, We'll find we're doing things that we never thought we could. We'll find we're helping people in ways we never thought we could. We'll find that a simple card made by children handed to someone who's giving you directions on the side of the road can put a smile on somebody's face and brighten their day. Taking time to visit with them, stepping out in faith and giving Psalm 23 reminds us that when we walk through the valley of darkness, we will fear no evil, for God is with us. That's a promise. He is always, always with us. George Matheson is a 19th century Scottish clergyman, and he wrote these words in O Love That Will Not Let Me Go. O oh, joy that seekest me through pain, I cannot close my heart to thee. I trace the rainbow through the rain and feel the promise is not in vain that morn shall tearless be. That's pretty language for the fact that no matter what life threw at him, he was able to see the goodness of God. He was able to hold joy in his heart. You have to understand, though, he was 20 years old called to ministry, had a fiancé, life was great, and he learned he was going blind. 
and that nothing could fix that. His fiancée decided she hadn't signed up for that, and so she left. But it didn't cause him to stop with the calling God had placed in his life, with the joy God had given him for stepping out and serving people. And so he went on to serve, and that was one of his many writings, that God had given him the, the ability to see the rainbow through the rain, despite his blindness. At Christmas, we will gather and we will sing many Christmas hymns, none of which quite fill me with as much joy as joy to the world, obviously. But I have, over the years, come to realize that it's the reminder of that joy that Christ brings into the world that is the thing that I carry with me. It's the greatest gift I can give to someone else, and it's the gift that brings me the most hope. So as we sing joy to the world, the Lord has come. We can embrace such a happiness that it moves us to start to give from that place. Not because the church lights need to be kept on. Not because we have bills that need to be paid. Not because there's this thing called apportionments that we're supposed to pay. But because we can make a difference in the world. God has given us so much, and no matter how much we give, we still can't outgive God. It doesn't matter what you give because you still can't outgive God. Those blessings that you have, give, give out of that place. God has given you more than what you need to give and give and give. And he will be there with you, and he will be there for you. Would you pray with me? Father, we come before you this day asking your blessing on us that as we um, come before you, that we would come before you with hearts that are filled with joy, not just happy hearts because of the things that are going on in our lives that are going well, but joyous hearts, hearts that are filled with the love of Jesus Christ, hearts that are led by the Holy Spirit, hearts that are opened by you. We ask that you would allow us to give abundantly from those places. You have blessed us beyond measure, Lord, and for that we are grateful. Amen.